Welcome back to the 3 a.m. Coney. We are back after a bye week. We took it with the Bengals. Lucas had to move to a nice, beautiful new new home in uh, in Chicago, and there are boxes everywhere. So we're going to go ahead and do an audio only podcast for for this week. But we have lots to talk about and lots to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if celebration was the vibe. To be honest, it was almost like uh. You know, it's like if you drop a kid and you catch him before he hits the ground, that's not really a celebration moment. It's like a damn, that could have been awful if his head just cracked the ground. But yeah, we caught him. Maybe we, a, a they little caught bit of him. just they, a, a relief. The Bengals, like, oh, okay, could have been could have been worse. They caught the baby that is the 2021 season, right? You know, because the baby came out and was speaking, you know, two languages at six months old. It felt like at five and two. And then we, you know, over the last two weeks, that baby's just slipping out of the hands. And then we caught it yesterday. I wasn't really celebrating. I was more just breathing very happily, just like, okay, now, because I'm going to that Pittsburgh Steelers game. Are you going to that game, Matt, next week? I am not currently going to that game. You should look into it. That would be fun. That would be fun. A lot of people going. But they are 0-6, Bengals Steelers, when I'm in attendance. Okay, um, <laughs> that's I didn't, a wonderful stat for you to just throw out there. Well, and I got roped into going, and mm. I, I want to go because, like, I can't go my whole life and not see the Bengals beat the Steelers in person. But what I was really <laughs> terrified of, Matt, to be honest, was the Bengals being 5-5 five and five, and then me going to that game and it just being the end of the season. Now, it, this win makes this Pittsburgh Steelers game really important. It might be the most winnable game on their schedule left. Yep. Um, and team rankings, agree. team rankings has it as the most winnable game left. Um, 60% chance to win for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the only game that Vegas currently has them favored in right now. So it's a huge game, but at the same time, you lose a close divisional game to Pittsburgh. The season isn't over. I mean, you, you've got plenty. You still have everything in front of you with the Chargers, right on the next week. We'll see if that gets flexed um, into prime time. Uh, could be big news tomorrow, man, on Tuesday night with UC potentially being in the playoff and then uh, the Bengals being flexed to Sunday night. That that Both of those things might happen on Tuesday. Yeah, that would be awesome. Went to the, went to the game this past weekend. Um, absolutely crushed SMU the entire time. This is what they should have been doing the past few weeks. And, I mean, Oregon lost. We 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 had the, the whole stadium was chanting always oh let's go Utah in the fourth quarter, and uh, I I hope that they're going up to the to the top four. They definitely deserve it after that win. Yeah, but <laughs> they might put Michigan in over them. I mean, don't count the committee out. Really, what you need to be looking at in terms of if the committee is trying to mess with with Cincinnati is where they rank Houston or where they rank other American Athletic Conference teams. Yeah. Because uh, Houston's ten and one, so where do you rank Houston? If they keep Houston around the low to mid twenties, then they can say Cincinnati's lower, and that that's that's a really important top twenty five win that Cincinnati can have that you can elevate or lower based on how you feel about Cincinnati, and th- that's what's unfair about these rankings. Don't look at the top six; look at how they handle seven through twenty five, because that's how they're determining the top four. So I'm just what I'm looking for Tuesday is where does the committee set it up? Even if they put UC fourth, 
where does the committee set it up, Matt, for UC to get screwed over? I mean, that's that's what I'm looking for because I think they'll put them fourth and still leave an avenue to get undercut by a Michigan winning the Big Ten with a win over Ohio State. Yep, yep, 100%. I do not trust that the committee is going to be able to do the right thing. But so far, the Bearcats have done what they can do if they stay undefeated. I firmly believe they should be in. Yeah, so we skipped ahead and did the UC talk at the beginning. Matt. That's all right. I was excited. I was I was getting ready to talk about it anyway. But well, uh, it was but- huge. It was huge that Cincinnati was able to blow out SMU. Um, it was absolutely massive that they were able to do that, Matt, because on this important weekend, they blow out SMU and they can say, "Hey, we deserve to be fourth. Well. I could talk about the Bearcats for another half an hour, but let's get back to the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow did not even play particularly well, but he doesn't need to carry this Bengals team. They're, the the defense, the, the special team, I mean, you have you have McPherson just nailing 50 yarders, and we're, we're seeing a, a more well-rounded Bengals team than I think we've seen in a while, and that was one of the most exciting parts of the game for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to – that was not a great Joe Burrow game. Uh, the way the Raiders were getting after him, the pass rush, and yet they were able to not just win, they were able to win by, what, 19 points. I mean, wins like that are what playoff teams do. And that's what playoff teams do. Uh, they have a weird game against the Jets where a one-tip pass falls into the hands and the whole thing turns around, they lose. But, you know, we can do the ifs, ands, and buts about the Cincinnati Bengals all we want. But if we look back 12 months ago of where we were at at the end of week 11 of last year, we were all drinking ourselves to near death because Joe Burrow was on an operating table and the Bengals were in the middle of a great collapse. And we were all, I was writing an article late at night saying that Darren Simmons needs to be the head coach of this team. It was a dark place, man. <laughs> that was just where we were 12 months ago. Now you have a six and four team, a very young team. And if you look at the AFC North, who has the highest ceiling? I mean, really be honest with yourselves for this season, who has the highest ceiling? Now, national media folks will say the Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens. But if you look at the position groups and the ages of the position groups for the Cincinnati Bengals, Plus the amount of chemistry that the team has, the amount of continuity that they have. This is this team has the highest potential to grow into a major threat into the AFC because of the health, because of the quarterback, because of the youth of the wide receiving core, because of some development that can still happen on the offensive line. They have the highest ceiling of any team in the AFC North. And that's an incredible place to be at, Matt, because we see that there's a chance that the team is good. We knew Joe Burrow was great. Yeah. But now we're seeing, hey, the team is good. And now you have fans pointing at Joe Burrow as the reason why the, the team's not better than they are, which is great. I love that. Expectations are massively high for Joe Burrow. We would worry about Andy Dalton having a two-passer rating game. That's when we would panic, is when Andy Dalton would have like four interceptions. We'd be like, oh, man. With Joe Burrow. That's, that's a bad Andy Dalton game. Joe Burrow will have 72% completion, um, move the offense up and down the field, but he has two interceptions, the team loses, and everybody freaks out and goes, oh, what a horrible Joe Burrow game. I mean, he just can't make those types of mistakes. I love that the expectations are that high. They should be that high because this is an MVP, Super Bowl-type quarterback. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees it. So it's going to be a pressure cooker in all of his performances, and it doesn't matter. He'll be able to handle it, and he'll – 
he'll meet the moment. The moment this week was don't make any cru- crucial mistakes. And that's, that's exactly what Joe Burrow did. And the Bengals get a win. And I, it, that it's one of the more promising wins because it wasn't on Joe Burrow that they got it done. Yeah. It was almost in spite of Joe Burrow, but he, he, he did what he needed to do. There was, there was times in the game where it seemed like he was trying to do too much or like the offensive line wasn't giving him enough time for what he wanted to do, but he still tried to kind of force um, that, that to continue to happen. And he, he's got to stay smart and he's got to do what, what the, what the team needs him to do. It was kind of like the jets game. There were like those three plays that went in our favor this time that went against us in the jets game that just completely changed the momentum and flipped it on its head. Like, 19 point win but that game was very close until the very end and Joe Mixon just running out of his socks while running in quicksand it looked like still able to get three touchdowns uh I mean this was this was the Joe Mixon game and you mentioned the AFC North and if you're looking at the points for and points against Bengals most points for out of the entire AFC North and the least in in points allowed and they're ninth, they're ninth and ninth respectively in those categories as yeah. of Monday. See, that's great. And I think they're they're like last or bottom three in penalty yards and just penalties in general. So this this team, we're seeing what we didn't see during the Marvin Lewis era era is they they have their shit together and they're not making these crucial just dumbfounded mistakes and sure the game is going to have different momentum swings but when they kind of continue that and you know that oh all the players are are trusting everyone else to kind of do their job then the whole team will be able to lift each other up yeah and I think lift each other up is key because I don't think this team is right now at this moment super talented I don't think they're the ninth most talented offense and the ninth most talented defense. The offensive line is too weak. There aren't any superstars defensively. Trey Hendrickson is as close as you get. Jesse Bates is as close you get. But where are the game-changing plays for Jesse Bates? I mean, everybody's going to scream about a diving tackle on third down, but Jesse will be the first to tell you he has not been elite enough this year, especially in a contract year. He's asking for over $20 million as a safety. And I would love to give it to Jesse Bates, but if you're a $20 million player, you got to make $20 million plays. Yeah, Jesse Bates just simply has not done that this year. Right now, there isn't a superstar on this defense, and there's a giant liability on the offensive line. So what this team has to be is massively complementary. There is nowhere they're going to out-talent another team other than you would say the wide receiving core but T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd have not been good enough. We set the bar very, very high, admittedly. And, and they've done very well this year. The problem is, Matt, you, what was I saying before the year this wide receiving core could be? And, could, and if they were this, they would be a top five offense. How good was the wide receiving core? Was I saying like first to third, right? Top three? There, I, I could not yeah, find a number. Was, that was still like before we knew how good Jamar Chase was going to be. Yeah, I think Jamar Chase has gone above our expectations. And yet there is no stat you can find. There is no argument you can make other than being a Homer Bengals fan that this team is even a top five wide receiving unit. Top seven. 
I would I would say they're probably seventh to tenth. You know, I did this by yards per target. I did um, all the t- any receiver that's over fifty targets, mm-hmm. right? And even having three of those guys is pretty rare. So the Bengals are there. So they believe they have a great receiving core. But the high end of those targets, Higgins is only 36 out of 50 qualifiers, and Boyd's only 39th. Chase is carrying the unit at second. You can find seven teams, Seattle, Arizona, Los Angeles, the Rams, Minnesota, Denver, and Tampa Bay, that are undoubtedly have better receiving cores. They either have three receivers that are better than the Cincinnati Bengals receivers this year, or they have two players that are in the top 20, which automatically makes it a more productive wide receiving unit yeah. teams that are on the same tier, the chargers bills and Cowboys. The fact that T Higgins and Tyler Boyd have not been as advertised now, Tyler Boyd, whether it's because of play calling or the situational double teams, I think T Higgins, it's a, he's not getting open like we thought he would type of thing because they aren't as good as we thought this offense can't handle pass rushes. They can't just be a quick strike, get it out, unstoppable offense. It doesn't matter how bad our guards are. They need good offensive line play mm-hmm. to develop longer routes um, to, to, because T. Higgins isn't just getting open right off the line. He's not, he's not as effective. I mean, they gave him 16 targets one game, Matt, and he only came down with five balls. Oh, I'm, is- I'm well aware he is on my fantasy football team. <laughs> so as I'm watching the Bengals game and I'm going, oh, great. No, 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 that's straight out of bounds or he's not, he's not grabbing it. He has, he has not been what I need him to be for my fantasy team and for the Cincinnati Bengals in general. Yeah. And I think that it it sucks to criticize him because they're a top 10 unit in the league right now, which is great, but you draft Jamar Chase, he comes in above expectations. You would expect it to be a top three unit in the NFL right you think if you're adding him to the Higgins and the Tyler Boyd that it's just going to elevate everyone not that he is going to be taking those targets and taking those yards from them no but instead you can kind of make the argument that Jamar Chase himself is carrying the Bengals into a top 10 unit at the wide receiver position yeah I mean on this pace right now Tyler Boyd's not going to come back off of this second contract you would rather invest that in the offensive line and then take another flyer in the draft or let some you know I mean because right now, what you thought you were getting is not happening. Now, Higgins can still develop, and I'll take a top 10 unit at wide receiver, and they're still really good. But for this offense to have been a legitimate, unstoppable force, which we've seen at times this year, Matt, they would have needed to be a top three wide receiver unit, and you can't cover any three of those guys. And that's not what's happening. So you need the complimentary football. You yeah. need Joe Mixon to be able to run the ball, to take a little pressure off of, the offensive line in in obvious pass situations. And you need to play complimentary with the defense because the defense doesn't have any superstars to carry the day. They don't have an Aaron Donald. They aren't a top five unit in terms of talent. They are a team that's based on complimentary football, effort, consistency, and execution. And that's a great thing to be relying on when you're first in penalties. When you have a guy that mm-hmm. has so much attention to detail that Joe Burrow has, it's a winning formula to play this way. And as they develop, the ceiling is there to have the 41 points you have against Baltimore, the 200 yards from Jamar Chase, the, the performance against Jacksonville where they don't not score. I know that's a double negative, but no, you, you have a perfect right. they, second they half. They couldn't <laughs> stop not scoring. Yeah, they couldn't stop not scoring. They just easily scored all the time. You have those performances in your back pocket 
as, as well as the high effort, high energy, complimentary football with your defense. It's a winning formula. You can win playoff games that way. I don't know if you can win a Super Bowl that way um, because you have a giant liability still in the offensive line. Yeah. But you can win a lot of games this way. And, and that's what's positive about the Bengals. Um, it, it's a negative stat that they're not as good as we thought they were going to be. And we're not going to have three 1,000 yard wide receivers. But it's positive because they're still six and four. If you tell me before the year that, hey, by week 11, you're not going to think that Boyd Higgins Chase is a top three wide receiver unit in the league. I would say, oh, then we're probably four and six, three and seven. But no, the defense is coming along and you're six and four. And you're the Bears and Andy Dalton, well, not Andy Dalton, credit Andy Dalton, (laughs) criticism to the Bears defense and Matt Nagy. You're them botching that game away from being first place in the AFC North through 11 weeks um, and sniffing a bye. So it's it's a wonderful position to be in if you're Cincinnati. Oh, and it was definitely Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton almost helped the Bengals again by uh, by helping to to beat the Ravens. I was going I was going nuts on that long touchdown pass, and uh, that was another another fourth and long. And uh, Dalton, that throw looked great, but they couldn't they couldn't pull couldn't pull it out. Yeah, and he's the ultimate Ravens killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ultimate Ravens killer. I, I just, it, I loved seeing it, and then I hated seeing it the other way. It was just <laughs> what it was. And then the Lions can't, the Lions tie the Steelers. That sucks. Then the Lions can't put away the, the, the Lions had an opportunity here over the last two weeks to really put the Bengals in great position. And they just couldn't execute either game because they got Jared Goff and Tim Boyle. Boy, there's some there's some colleges right now. I'd rather have their quarterback rooms than Jared <laughs> Goff, Goff. In his, Jared Goff in his current mental state and Tim Boyle. Oh, Jared man. Goff has lost all his confidence. Jared Goff looks like a guy that's been through three breakups in three months. I mean, he looks beaten down Defeated. and sad. He looks like he's ready to take that hundred whatever million dollars he's owed and just sail off into the sunset and Jay Cutler it. That's what he looks like he's about to do. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look, look like he cares he, at he's all. A, he's a few weeks away from being smoking Jay Cutler, just s- smoking a cigarette on the sideline. Yeah, well, you know why? Because about the, his life. Because the smartest coach in football says, we're going to pay you $20 million and give the other team draft picks to not have you on our team anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> – listen, when somebody breaks up with you like that, I mean, that's got to be – that's got to be terrifyingly tough for Jared Goff to take. So. Take, I'll take all my possessions. You know what? Just take the apartment. I'm leaving. You're going to Detroit, <laughs> buddy. Going. L.A. Oh, in L.A. to Detroit. Mm. <sighs> I mean, we all should have seen that coming. I don't know. I, I predicted the Lions would be the worst team in football, undoubtedly, at yeah. the beginning of the year, which is coming to fruition. So, Yeah, pretty, pretty accurate there. All right, let's look at the... Steelers Bengals game coming up week 12. The Bengals are three and a half point favorites. Um, this is now back at home. Bengals have five of their five of the last seven games at home. It's a tough schedule, but some very winnable games. And this, I mean, I, how, how do you see this one shaking out? Well, I, the Steelers have something that is the Bengals' biggest weakness, which is they have an elite pass rush, and I believe T.J. Yeah. Watt's going to be healthy this week, which was not the case at Heinz Field earlier this year. So Joe Mixon's going to have to have a big day. It's going to have to be an AFC North, do not let the game get away from you type of game. 
because we saw it against Cleveland, and it's the same thing against Baltimore. If you hang in there with these teams, the Bengals have the personnel to wear on you as the game moves along. They're one of the best second-half teams in the NFL right now. They're a top-five second-half team. Yep. There's a lot of great athletes. They're in very good shape this year. I mean, the Bengals, again, I remind you, 100% off-season participation. So everybody's in arguably their best shape of their life other than Jackson Carmen, um, <laughs> who just spent his time partying in Fairfield probably the whole summer with all his buddies and a couple million dollars in the bank. But um, <laughs> Are there worse ways to spend your summer? No, there, there's not, except that, you know, if you would have just focused for one summer, you know, you could have guaranteed 12 summers of that, but whatever, you know, short-term thinking, I get it. I've been that age before and I was just that age two years ago and I'd probably make the same decision if you gave me $12 million. But anyway, (laughs) everybody's in shape. They wear on teams in the second half. So you just can't let the game get away from you. What happened against Cleveland in a 99-yard pick six is the game gets away from you. You can't run the ball anymore. You're forced to throw. You're forced to chase. You give a team that has a solid rushing attack that doesn't want to rely on their quarterback an opportunity to play ahead of the chains, play ahead of the game, control it, and you're pushing and you're pressing and you're pressing against a great pass rush. And those things just cannot happen. The Bengals cannot win with that formula with this construction unless Joe Burrow has a you know, it's time for me to take over moment again, which you're only going to get, listen, even with the greatest quarterbacks of all time in their prime, you're only going to get that four to five times a year from any quarterback, even Tom Brady, you're only going to get four to five times where it doesn't matter what happened on this night. His team was going to win the game. Yep. You know, legendary quarterbacks don't give you that every week. Look what Aaron Rodgers just did against the Vikings. He had 380 yards and they still lost because he missed a few throws in key situations. There are days that Aaron Rodgers would have never lost that game, but he's only going to be able to do that four to five times a year. So, I mean, you don't bank on that from Joe Burrow every week, and I doubt it's going to happen against this type of pass rush. So you run the ball, you control the game, you stay in it, you wear on the Steelers as the game goes along, you beat them down physically like you're designed to do, and you let this offensive line run block, which they're actually decently good at, and, and you just control the game, keep it within a score, and then pile it on in the third and fourth quarter. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to look very similar to the game against the Raiders. I think yeah. it, it's going to look very, very similar. The Steelers are a better defense, but they're a worse offense than Las Vegas. So if you come in full, I mean, this has to be a full focus and energy game for this defense. And I expect it to be, if, if the Steelers get to 24, I'm very nervous. But if they stay under 20, I think Joe Mixon's getting hot. I think this is the second time Joe Burrow's seen the Steelers this season. I, I think that the Bengals are a very good position to win this game. Just keep it close. Don't don't fall behind 10 or something in the first quarter because of a dumb mistake. Um, I mean, they're going to they're going to also have to break the Lucas Moore Bengals Steelers curse. I'm trying not to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> trying not to speak about that. Let's let's see. Uh, you know, and I've gone I've gone through the ringer with those types of games. The only I wasn't at the playoff game. Thank God I wasn't there. Um, so we can't blame you for that one. No, but a lot of regular season games. I, I've a lot of cracks at it in, 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 during good seasons, too, mm-hmm. um, that I really thought the Bengals one time in Heinz Field even. Um, 
So it's been a it's been a torturous adventure for Bengal Steelers games for me. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Steelers are are squirrely, and I think that's part of why when the Bengals demoralized them and at Heinz Field earlier this this season, like fans were leaving so early. They, they're used to the Steelers somehow keeping it close, and that's always how it's been with Steelers and Bengals matchups. Bengals are up 20, and you, you're, you're not celebrating yet. It doesn't matter how much time is on the clock. You're looking at that and going... I've kind of seen this movie before. The Steelers have been able to come back in other ways similar to this. And I mean, they just did that last night. They were down 14 or yeah, they were down 14 and I turned the game off and then I get an alert that it's tied and I'm like, okay, I guess they're staying in this. So we, the Bengals cannot let them hang around. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I just think the Bengals defense is more consistent and better than the Chargers defense. I think the Chargers defense is more superstars. I, I'm not really worried about the Steelers piling on the points against the Cincinnati Bengals because I believe the defense is going to have energy and have focus. That's all they require. Every time they've had that, they've been a good unit, one of the best units in the league, top 10, arguably. Um, so I think that's going to happen. I think they're going to tackle well, like they tackled well yesterday. I think that's going to keep the game in a little pressure cooker. And it's just Joe Burrow can't make mistakes. You can't have a fumble. You got to just play clean, play clean, play clean, play clean, and trust that your talent is better. I mean, if you look at right now what the Steelers and Bengals are, the Bengals are six and th- six and four. The Steelers are five, three, and one, right, Matt? Yep. If, if you look at team rankings, the consistency rating, so they have a consistency rating of how well the team carries its performances from week to week. Being high in this stat is not necessarily a good thing. The Lions are one of the top teams in consistency rating because they're very consistent. They consistently suck, right? So whatever, how much do you maintain your performance week after week? And really in this stat, you'll see the more veterans you have, or if you're just completely outclassed in talent, the more consistent you'll be. The Steelers are fifth in that ranking. So the Steelers are what they're going to be almost every week. They're very consistent. And they're five, three, and one. So that's probably what the Steelers should be. The Bengals are 30th in that ranking, meaning they're one of the most inconsistent teams in the league, and yet they're six and four. What does that tell you? There's a higher ceiling, a much higher ceiling on the Cincinnati Bengals compared to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if you just play your best game, if you're Cincinnati, you're going to win. I mean, that that is... That's where you're at with this game. You just have to come in and execute. You don't have to do too much. You don't have to do anything over the top. You have to come in and execute. Get Joe Mixon over four yards of carry. Make sure he's involved in the second half. And just execute. And don't make any mistakes. Let your defense win the game for you. And and win the thing 24-16. And be in an amazing position. Heading into hopefully a Sunday night football game. A chance to not only almost secure your playoff spot with a win but a chance to eradicate this slander that Justin Herbert is an undoubtedly better player than Joe Burrow. I mean, a huge opportunity over the next two weeks. And and the Bengals said it before this Raiders game, and I agree with them 100%. Everything's in front of them. It's cliche, but it literally is in terms of the standings, the teams they play, and the opponents they have. It could be a huge milestone couple of weeks for the Cincinnati Bengals if they're able to check these boxes, the Jets and Browns will be complete history if they win the next two games because they're narrative-changing games. Yeah, uh, and they make them... And with the way the rest of the AFC is, right now the Patriots might be the biggest threat 
And Mac Jones versus Joe Burrow, you know who I'm going to pick in that matchup a thousand times out of a thousand um, come playoff time. Um, let's not talk about the Zach Taylor versus Bill Belichick part of that, but you know, I wasn't going to bring that up, but I was going to say <laughs> Mac Jones is now entering the, uh, the rookie of the year conversation ahead of Jamar chase in a lot of, a lot of areas. What do you yeah. think? I, that's probably going to happen because he's the quarterback and he's yeah. having success. I mean, Jamar, Jamar's great. It's fine. We already saw what we needed to see. I mean, he could literally just do what he's doing, which is not playing very well, 30 to 50 yards the rest of the year. He's going to end up with 1,200 yards. Yeah. And if, if I to ask you before the year, hey, 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns, Jamar Chase, do you take that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll take that. Um, so he's going he's gonna to pop Denver or San Francisco, some team that doesn't have a good pass rush. Joe's just going to be able to sit back there and, and find Jamar Chase, and they're going to have another 200, 220-yard game. And so just count those in and all excitement so, moving forward. Still this waiting is, for that, that T Higgins game. I'm going to start you in my flex every goddamn week. Oh, until you fucking... I went full Bengals strategy for my fantasy season. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It somehow ended up happening. I got <laughs> traded Joe Burrow and then I picked up oh. T Higgins and Tyler Boyd on the waiver wire. And I had just some somehow ended up with Jamar chase. So I ended up going full Bengal strategy. So them peaking at the end of the season would be really beneficial to me. So, <laughs> what, is your, what is your record? I'm six and five. But right now I'm okay. looking at a first round playoff exit for sure because I'm the okay. luckiest team in the league. This was the first week that I, that somebody didn't have their worst week against me. I mean, I've been yeah. seeing a lot yeah, of like right. Defense is important. You're playing good defense, fantasy football. Yeah, I get in guys' heads, you know. <laughs> <laughs> make oh, all their players got it oh, terrible that playing week. the defending champion i gotta overthink this lineup here there you go yeah i had the patriots defense gave me 30 points going into this week so i was super happy about that but still ended up losing yeah I had the patriots defense too i lost yeah, but yeah. The, this is the first week a guy put up 165 on me i wouldn't have won dang i've not scored that many points all year so dang yeah i think i'm gonna <laughs> shoe in for the uh for the for five dollar i could do a five dollar um to whoever gets beat the most and i got beat by 100 points like a few weeks ago someone put up uh, my buddy torian put up 180 on me and i'm like just barely trying to get 100 wow <laughs> that was rough i love fantasy though it's, it's yeah. been fun. The, the longer schedule has been fun too so i did enjoy having the game at 4 p.m so i could just watch red zone channel and enjoy the 1 p.m games and not have to you know pull my hair out well i know that's the bengals need to make the playoffs this year so we can have like four or five more of those things next year yeah i love the late kicks absolutely all right well that will do it for us here on the 3 a.m county we will be back next week are you going to set up your uh your your area so we can do video again yeah, that's that's certainly one of the goals. And all right. even if it's not all the way set up, we'll get some sort of video set up. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. We will see you next time here on the 3 a.m. Coney. Bye, guys.